You are listening to the Uncovered Canvas Podcast, and we'll be right with you. catch-up how we've been doing since for i'm trying to remember when the last time we did like a little like oh how's our week been update Mm -hmm. it's been a minute right i to my understanding i think it only showed up in a couple episodes and then we kind of just stuck to the main topic and here i'm thinking well most of the shit that i bitch about has been work now that i think about it you're not wrong (laughs) (laughs) because most of that's what it's been it's like all right well how you been it's like well i got some stupid shit at work and uh, yeah, no, that that was basically it. Like, I mean, all my dumb fun stories have been oh, numbnuts at work either didn't put the thing in right, or forgot to turn on the machine, or I don't know if I told this story on this podcast. I might have where a machine was down in maintenance because they couldn't lock the door. So basically, mm-hmm. you push a little button and it locks. Right, that's it. Right, no manual lock. So. The switch is supposed to activate when you push the button. It lights up, nice little like white light, uh, white LED. You push the button, power goes through the button, boom! It shows that it's ready to block. So what ends up happening is the operator tries to like it no work, and I look at her and I look back at the machine. I open the door all the way, like all the way, like not like oh a little bit clo- like open and close. I open the door, like move, like kind of uh, signal her to move out of the way real quick. And I move all the... Because it's like a huge door, right? It's like a big garage... Not, not like garage door size, but it's garage door length. Yeah. So, so it's I very open, wide. Yeah, it's a very wide door. I open it. I do the whole side to make sure I see that one switch click. Go right back. Close it. Push the button. And it locks. And I look at her and say, you have to open the door all the way. Well, she, to be she fair, didn't. that's a flaw. <laughs> it... I understand why it's like that, though. Because we're dealing with... Uh, these machines are like I think the lowest tonnage that they like use is 250. So that's 250 tons of force to get the part going. And the right. door that she was closing is the infeed, and the infeed is where they're like feeding in this freaking heavy ass material. Mm. And the material is actually pretty sharp. So if you're not careful, you'll legit cut yourself on this uh, metal because it has a really sharp burr. And with that burr. That 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 can easily cut through any of the like gloves and whatever that they got to help them. That they're careful, and those gloves still sometimes get cut up. So there's a lot of systems in place so numb nuts doesn't accidentally cut themselves, lose a finger, and I'd rather have more safety things that pisses me off that they're not working than no safety things, and then I got to get called to fabricate something because what ended up happening was sometimes the safety switches are too safety. So what ends up happening is, oh, the uh, it's called a die. It's like a big metal block that makes the parts. Sometimes yeah. that sometimes it's not reading correctly in the chute. So there's a safety switch that won't let the die come out because it reads there's no bottom part because you can take out the bottom part without the top. 
The top mm. just stays locked in the machine, and the bottom part can be taken out freely. You just got to make sure you put the bottom part back in if you want to take out the top. Sometimes the safety switch doesn't see that the bottom part is still in, so it won't let you detach the top. But that's mm. good. It's a safety. It's a safety concern because if right. you can detach the top without the bottom, the bottom, the top is just gonna fucking fall straight down and like hurt someone. And this isn't no like, oh, you know, oops, I uh, I got dinged up at work. It's no, that thing falls, you lose. An appendage. That right. thing is the 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 smallest die that we have is still about a ton, about one mm -hmm. k pounds, and I believe a ton is one point five k pounds. So right. the sh the smallest we have is about a thousand pounds, just shy of a ton. Even if that thing's only falling like two three feet, that that that's enough to crush you. That that's it doesn't even need to reach terminal velocity. That's just enough weight to just smash you down. Exactly. You can get hurt by dropping a hammer on you, right? Like, oops, I knocked the hammer on the floor and it, like, nicked my foot or something. Right, and that's that kinda... only, like, you know, 20, 30 pounds. Yeah. And here I'm thinking, no, now imagine that times not even 10, times 100. Yep, times 100. So, I can appreciate some of these safety switches and whatever being in the machine, but sometimes it can be annoying when they don't work properly or a lot of the times it's a operator error, so they didn't put the tool in right, so the switches aren't seeing stuff, which, you want to know what? I'd rather it be, oh, the operator fucked up than, well, here's another project that we got to work on for a whole week because we have to take apart the whole machine if we want to get to this one thing. So, <laughs> more work stories, freaking. <laughs> there, there are these three blocks in the back that hold sensors. And those blocks, if something gets in the way, the only thing that's holding them in are bolts. So these yeah. long bolts sometimes could get caught if you're not careful with how you're operating the machine. I mean, there's covers and everything, but sometimes parts fall back there. Mm. And if the part is in the way and the machine is going down, well, you know, what's going to win? The 250, like this is minimum. We have seven, uh, I believe it's 750 tons as well. We have the 750, we have 600, yeah, no, we have 630 uh 250s and uh 700 uh 700s coming in so th there's a a lot of tonnage right one ton is 1.5 k pounds this machine is operating at 250 tons of pressure so what do you think is mm. gonna win tiny part and a block or <laughs> that so what ends up happening is the part gets caught under and the blocks get like out so this one time we hear just a big Thunk. Like something was like flung, right? Like something like Superman's mm. playing fastball with a fucking, you know, those uh, <laughs> heavy weights that they use over in like track Yep. Those fucking, like, yeah, imagine that thing being flung at like mock speed or something. We heard something loud and we told the operator, hey, cut it, cut it, something's going on. And at first, the pan, there's a back panel that's supposed to cover and protect some of the, like the back panel in the back is the, oh, duh, that's what it is. There's this panel in the back that goes over these sensors and stuff, and the parts normally shoot out that way. That's why you have that panel, so that way none of the parts go into the, the little mechanics and stuff, all the sensors and all the wires and whatever that help operate the machine. That panel, like, flung up. Like, it shot up, and we knew, all right, something's going on. We were originally called because, oh, the panel looks loose. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, it looks like, a, looks like a bolt either got shaved down or something, because, like, it could happen, like, parts go over or flung, and it rubs against the bolt that's holding it. Okay, so the head will maybe 
get eaten away as more and more parts are being flung out. So, okay, I knew that was going to be a thing. But then when I hear boom, like a loud, like something hit it and the panel like flew up, we knew, okay, something happened that shouldn't have been a thing. And they took the die out and we see, oh, uh, whatever they were doing, the three blocks in the back are now off. So we had to completely disassemble like the back assembly just so we can get to that little area so we could put the blocks back. And that was a whole day project. That was the machine was basically down the Friday. And then they call us and say, we're going to finish it on Monday or excuse me, Saturday. So mm -hmm. we literally finish up what we can do. Uh, we leave, go to bed, come back as soon as we can and finish up that project. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening was we the bolts were so bad that we couldn't get them out. So we had to drill them out. And then in order to repair, you know, the thread, we used helicoil. So helicoil is basically this nice little uh, insert that you put into a uh, tapped hole mm -hmm. and it gets you to the right size. So let's say your hole is kind of fucked up and the threads don't want to work. So you just drill a slightly bit. You use the right size for the helicoil, obviously. So if I'm going to use millimeters just because uh, whatever, but, you know, normally I use freedom units. So if you got... <laughs> If you get a 10 millimeter fucking tap and or if you have a 10 millimeter helicoil, you're going to need to cut it. You drill it like, I don't know, 11 or 12. I forget what size it was technically, but you drill it. So that way the helicoil of the thread you want will be there. So you drill a slightly bigger hole and then you put the helicoil in and that helicoil snaps into place. So that's not coming out. So what ends up happening is we do that. We drill the holes and boom, we finished up on the Saturday and that was one hell of a project. Most of my time, actually, not going to lie, has been work and go home, do insert, whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? What's, what's been uh, what's been eating at you since the last time we've been doing this? Like a nice little like uh, update on hero stuff oh. and so on and so forth. Well, oh boy. You, you hear him saying that, bro. You, you know something's going on when you, when you have a reaction like that. Oh, boy. Yeah. No, I mean, I've been through kind of a turbulent uh, time in my life right now. I got real close to getting my car repossessed because I wasn't making any money. Oh, I not enough money to pay for it. I'm in the clear now, but uh, I'm getting a new job. I'm starting tomorrow as a mailman. Wow. Uh, making 23 an hour with full benefits and stuff like that. I got orientation at 8 a.m. Oh, boy. That's, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Freaking uh, mailman. Oh, boy. Uh whether rain, sleet, or snow, and I, I don't remember the freaking mailman's code, but I, I, I know something about it. That's about it. Yes. So, it, something like that. Something like that. I, I was an unloader at UPS. I wasn't the one delivering the mail. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's USPS, so it's like the actual, actual mailman, not right. a delivery driver or anything like that. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'm doing that, and then I've been working on beta chip. I've been making pretty good progress. Right now, it is the middle of August, and I have to have this thing finished and uploaded by the 30th. Oh, so boy. So I'm hoping to get that done this week, at least by next Saturday. Mm -hmm. I have the whole thing at least, like, mostly done, if not all the way done. If I have it mostly done in seven days, that'll be on the 20th. I'll be in a really, really good spot to have that finished and uploaded for the contest that's due September 1st. 
So that's the Tatesk contest that I've been talking about all summer long um, that we're working on. So or that I'm working on. So it's exciting to finally have that ready to go. I'm also been trying to find some time to work a bit on Unhallowed. Mm-hmm. Oh, for my last job, I got a Surface Pro laptop. And oh, so nice. I got a- I got a pen for that because um, I wanted to. I've been wanting to replace my iPad for a while. It's getting to that point where Apple products get like really outdated and are no longer supported and stuff like that. And the mm-hmm. new iPad Pros are really expensive, uh, and they run on iOS software. So I'm like, I'm not about that life. I need myself <laughs> a Windows laptop, that kind of thing. The Surface is okay um it's definitely not a strong replacement for the ipad the ipad is just better at drawing and you know processing and stuff like that the power uh and part of that is just because like the stuff that's on it is officially supported while the uh surface pro laptop that i have is an arm architecture laptop that means it uses a certain type of tablet processor um that's present in like tablets and phones and stuff like that mac has started using their own variation of it called the m1 and m2 in their ipads and laptops which is what i want i want an m2 ipad but that's like two thousand dollars for one of those Mm mm-hmm um but this is like an older generation from like two years ago 2020 surface pro laptop with an arm architecture cpu issue with that is nobody officially supports arm on windows because nobody uses an arm equipped windows it's all amd and intel right and so, like, there was apparently there's a stalemate that's going on where hardware manufacturers aren't making ARM computers because there are no software that supports ARMs, and then there's no software that supports ARMs because there are no hardware people aren't using armed equipped hardware right so it's like because nobody's adopting this ARM technology, there's no reason for people to make things for it. So that's why I'm struggling uh, with things like uh, there's no official like pen support technically, like it uses. A Windows proprietary pen support, but it's got just enough lag to be annoying. Like it's it's very mm-hmm. subtle, but it's still there. <laughs> yeah, oh really? It's very, yeah, I'm like, ah, oh, it's so it's such an issue. And then like different programs run at different capacities. So like trying to use Clip Studio on the Surface Pro is a nightmare with large projects, as opposed to using it on the iPad, which is fine. But it, like for large projects, I definitely need to use my desktop for that. There's no other way to get around it. But there was a interesting positive that came from this where I installed Storyboard okay. Pro and my old corrupted, or I guess not old corrupted files, but I have these old files, Storyboard Pro project files that exist on my computer, specifically for Unhallowed. I was working on an Unhallowed animation uh, or opening animatic, right? Like an intro sequence and stuff like that for a long time. So there was an issue that I had. It's super strange. I don't know why this is. And I need, I wish I could figure out a solution or something like that. But so I started, or I got into using Storyboard Pro because I wanted to get a Storyboard job. And that's primarily what they use is Photoshop and Storyboard Pro. Then I made a good chunk of this animatic in Storyboard Pro. And then the save files somehow got corrupted or something, or the program's broken. I don't really know the specifics, but it won't read the file anymore. So like I open it and it's like, I can't read any of the drawings that you did in this. So like all the data is still here, but you can't see any of it. I'm like, okay, well that's fucking that yeah, absolutely scary, terrifying, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Six months goes by. I reinstall the program 
and then it magically works fine. I'm like, great, fantastic. And I start working on it again. And then three months goes by, same thing happens. And I'm like, fuck, like, how do I, I didn't know how it got fixed the first time. I thought it was just like based on versioning and stuff like that. No, not, not an issue. I tried every version of Toon Boom Storyboard that's out and none of them are working. So I'm like, fuck, what's going on? So when I installed Storyboard Pro on this new laptop, I'm like, okay, well, I got to try this. And so I open it up and boom, it's all there. It's all working perfectly fine, super available. I can continue working as I was on this laptop or, um, for the project. But uh, then I, like, I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's an issue with the save file. This is why I don't think it's an issue with the save file. It's because I can save it. Um, I can even, what I did is I copied all of the files that were present on the laptop, the program files, the preferences files, the key bindings files, everything that was available on the laptop, the whole gambit and the project and a copy of the project over onto my computer. And it still doesn't work on my computer on my desktop. And like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why it works on one computer and doesn't on the other, other than the fact that my desktop is Windows 10 and my laptop is an ARM version of Windows 11 that emulates 64-bit programming. So like maybe there's something in there where the emulation is allowing the files to be correctly read for some reason. I don't know. And I would really love to be able to work on this on my desktop because it's more powerful and I can do more things to it. But, you know, I guess I'll just have to live with uh, the laptop for now, which is, you know, the main reason that I got it. So it's like that and I can doing more script writing and stuff like that. I can do that on the go uh, now, which I couldn't do with my previous laptop. It was just annoying to try and try and get that to work. So uh, it should be easier with the Surface Pro to just kind of plop up somewhere, or travel somewhere and get some writing done. And so I'll be able to do that for the next couple of unhallowed chapters, which I have written chapter five. I'm, right, I'm in the middle of writing chapter six. That one's almost finished. I'm just working out some of the finer details. Chapter seven is soon after that. And then I have eight and nine planned. And basically the way that it's going right now is that the chapters... I had a lot of things planned for the next arc or whatever, and that was going to wrap up in about five chapters or so. But after kind of really sitting down and thinking about all the things that were happening and really focusing on the writing more and trying to improve it as much as possible, it's looking to be twice as long. So I think it's going to be 10 chapters instead of five chapters for this next arc. Just because every chapter I'm like, damn, I need to cut this and move this into the next section and that kind of thing for pacing reasons or cut this area entirely for pacing reasons or, you know, this, that and the other. Like this isn't as interesting because it's just characters complaining to each other the whole time and nothing's really good. Going on so that's that's my issue with chapter six right now is a lot of characters are talking and not a lot of things are happening which is perfectly fine for like a developmental chapter especially for manga and stuff but i do need to do things like scene changes like location changes and stuff like that i also need to incorporate background characters a bit more i'm focusing too much on the main characters so i need secondary characters and stuff like that to kind of act on their own which is like it's always been kind of an issue for me in thinking unhallowed which is just like having having other scenes happen outside of the main cast that eventually come to fruition and affect the main cast you know like if you think about like Jujutsu Kaisen or something there's like entire there's an entire arc about Gojo who technically isn't even a main character <laughs> you know wait he's not technically no yeah uh Itadori is the main character right he's the main guy we're supposed to be following and then his team Megumi and 
the girl. I can't remember her name. So they're technically supposed to all be the main character with their Kakashi sensei, who's Gojo, right? He's like the cool dude with gray hair and a blindfold. Right, okay. And so if you think about like in Naruto, which we did get, we got a bit of Kakashi stuff in Naruto. But if we had an entire flashback arc with Kakashi, that'd be the same as this flashback arc with Gojo. It's like, well, he's not technically a main he's a major character but he's not a main character right i would call him secondary he's a secondary character and then you have your tertiary characters which is the other teams you know teams one through six and stuff like that there's a scene i just remember this there's a scene in camp laszlo really old cartoon where there's a character named samson and there's an episode where he's worried about him not being able to show up in like a, a yearbook or something and then it turns out oh wait I am in the yearbook. And then everyone like to roast him is like, what? You think you're like so unimportant that we wouldn't put you in the damn yearbook? This dude doesn't even have a name. And he just and one of the characters just grabs a random background character because it's (laughs) there's nothing in the background. So, you know, they just draw in whatever. Right. So a a background character animal who doesn't have a name. He just grabs like, you think you oh, cry me a river. This dude doesn't even have a name. And then he says, yeah, you're not supposed to talk either. Just like, I remember that. <laughs> I, what, that was back before yeah. I started getting into like animation and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, that's kind of wild that they would point that out. Oh, man. Yeah, so here I'm thinking, don't you just love it when your main cast is apparently the center of the universe that's or something? like a joke Gumball would have, you know? Actually, yeah, when I think about it. Yeah, like a really it meta humor kind of joke that Gumball would have. You know, like uh, <laughs> one of my favorite jokes of all time from Gumball is when they start working at a bank. And so they're like uh-huh. reverse robbing the customer. <laughs> and he's like, please, please, I have children. And he's like, good, we'll come for them next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, it's glad. I'm happy you actually, you know, remembering. It's like, oh, wait. There are other characters in this series, in this world, because I don't know, man. I, I remember I had a really long conversation with a friend of mine where we both said, hey, don't you just love it when you're learning about other shit that's happening, not in the main cast? I mean, it's not too distracting, but, you know, it makes it feel like these people actually live in a world that's not the center of attention is always them. Like, I understand you got to keep the main focus on your your main cast, but it's nice being able to, like, point to someone and say he has a life. He's doing shit. When the main character isn't around, I remember we were talking about uh, like Strike yeah. the Blood because somehow, some way that always comes up and we think, oh, what was this character doing while she was off screen? And then we don't really see anything like there's this like a uh, smaller like Lolita type character with like the outfit and whatever. And she's like a guardian of like some prison mm-hmm. or whatever. And the only time she really shows up is to like either give advice or comment on the current situation because they need a teacher. And then she doesn't show up until her arc. And if you're watching the anime, that's like she shows up for like two or three episodes, fucks off, comes back for her arc, fucks off again. And then when major shit happens, she comes back because, oh, well, she's a main character. So we kind of need her because we got to fill up the cast. And I'm thinking, where the fuck is she during this time? You know, Uh, my one of my problems with One Piece is so much shit happens off screen that you don't like even if uh, even when there's stuff like oh this is what they're doing and they're only there for like two seconds and it's just to describe oh look at all these badass things i did off screen that's annoying if i see them doing whatever off screen sure like just seeing that they're doing something i think in um i believe it was yuna and the haunted hot springs you actively see what each of the girls are doing when they're not in the arc 
Like, oh, it's a Yuna-focused arc. Okay, well, where is insert character here, insert character here? Like, where are the other members of the harem and their reasons why they're not in this current arc or chapter? Mm. And boom, you're like, oh, uh, Ouroboros learning about love. The ninja girls are training. The, the Tengu girl has a business meeting. Like besides giving them a reason why they're not there, you at least know, oh, they, that's what they do on their daily lives. Like, oh, the Tengu girl does business stuff. The ninjas are training. The snake girl with the eye patch is learning other stuff. The Tanuki and the fox girl are doing fun whatever shenanigans on the side, being mischievous kids. Like, it, it's nice knowing that they're doing something than just their existence is gone until the main character deems them worthy to it show makes up. It feel more kind of grounded and realistic as well. When there's stuff going on in the background and like characters are having lives and whatnot, which is something I, I definitely want to implement into Unhallowed, especially as like the time goes on, because that was something I liked uh, a lot about like the One Piece chapter covers, is that you periodically see background characters or secondary characters like having a life the most prominent character obviously being like kobe and helmeppo who are like two beginning story characters that were just kind of affected by luffy and didn't really have any existence of their own i mean they they you know when luffy showed up they were kind of in the middle of something anyway each of them but you know it was uh luffy's influence that caused their lives to go on to a new trajectory and so it was interesting to see them kind of develop as characters in the background until we meet them again and they're like proper members of the marines and allies to the straw hat crew and you know that kind of thing and they're like completely changed people because of their early life influence from luffy so it's like you know that kind of influence i want to happen in the background where you periodically check up on a character and their life is completely different because it's been going on the marines bro just does something to you you think you look like a chump before but as soon as you go through the marines bam why do you look like a main character yeah, now right why are you in this movie as a titular <laughs> you know like titular character why did your wow your design was uh you you look like a background character before but now here i'm thinking uh you're about to take my place as the main character uh how about we uh step step it down a notch there yeah, bro dude, i got a job <laughs> cool you tried stealing my thunder that reminds me of this guy who uh, i saw these videos I guess he's doing this viral video thing but he like yells out the window and asks strangers questions the questions are just like totally just like out of pocket like he rolls wow. up on these black dudes and he's like uh excuse me sirs excuse me uh yeah could you uh Leave some of the women for the rest of us, and the shit starts fucking. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> the black guys just fucking lose it, bro. Oh my god! Unironically used that line for a joke. Yes. Fucking. <laughs> Oh, man, I mean, it's that's funny because it's like positive pranks, right? Yeah. And like some people, they even try to ignore him or roll up their windows or whatever, but he gets the joke out just in time for them to start dying and then they'll actually talk to him. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's really nice to see somebody doing something positive like that for people, you know, making them smile and laugh and whatever. There was this, uh, I remember seeing someone post on Twitter where I guess it was supposed to be like a reverse Uno card mm -hmm. where it was a woman being like very positive, right? So someone comes like, a, you know, how like in, uh, I guess it's like offhand remarks or like, hey, they're beautiful. Yada, yada, that a yeah. man would say whatever like remarks like that, that I guess yeah. are yeah, bad calling. or something. Yeah. I don't know. Something, something like that. But then the post ended up doing more and more where it's like, hey, they're beautiful. Yeah. Like, the, hey, they're handsome. Yada, yada. It's like the reverse, but it's women. And then everyone in the comics and then the poster is like, see, is this uh, how do you guys feel now? 
And like, yes, we'd love that. Please yeah, keep doing absolutely. that. We would love to be in a world where that <laughs> fucking happened regularly. Excuse me. Uh, get off your high horse, my uh, ma'am, because yes. I remember uh, his there, there's a couple of comparison <laughs> videos that I saw, like boy-girl comparison videos. Right, of, right. Uh, one of them, obviously, is like guys asking for girls sex in public or something like that, and then girls asking guys, yada yada, and like the differences between that. One of the recent ones that I saw was, uh, what would you say to your ex, right? It's like this guy going uh-huh. around to like club environments or whatever and asking strangers, like, yeah, what if you had, if you could say anything to your ex right now, what would you, what would you say? And all the girls are like, man, fuck that, you know, blah, 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 you know, that bitch ass. <laughs> and all the guys are like, you know what, I... <laughs> I hope she's happy. Um, I know it didn't work out, and I'm sorry about that, but I, I really hope you're having a good life. Man, fuck that! Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, so, like, I really just, you know, I want the best for her. <laughs> it's like back and forth, back and forth, where all the girls are trash-talking their male exes and stuff like that, and all the guys are like, man, I only oh, wish the best. And, like, some of them were with their girlfriends at the time, you know? Like, they have a girl next wow. to them. Wow. The guy's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I definitely wish the best. I wish no ill will on you. I know it didn't yeah. work out i'm sorry i'm like damn like that's the environment you know like guys we know it reminded me of this old video where girls would try to pick up guys uh like for the ask for their number and stuff like that like in the way that guys would yeah. is you know and yeah. guys uh they would do the opposite as well it's like part of the same video but uh the guys in response to that would be like you know rejecting the girl would be like oh man you know you're like you're really pretty and i'm so sorry and this isn't about you or anything blah 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 but i can't give out my number and st- uh for the reverse, uh, if a guy was asking a girl, the girl would just, you know, at first she'd be like real interested because you know, he'd be like, oh, excuse me, could you help me? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I just think you're really beautiful. As soon as they know like where this is going, they just put their headphones in and walk off. Like, don't even say goodbye. Don't say anything. Just absolutely. Drop some like a fucking used condom. Jeez. Absolutely. And it was like, it was just in random areas, the same two people because they're part of like a YouTuber duo or whatever. But it's like the disparity yeah. between the two. And I'm like, damn, like it sucks that this is the way that life is because I wish, like, I and I know why girls are like that, right? It's because if they aren't, then they're at risk of a number of different things, you yeah. know, which is really unfortunate. Um, but it's just like it life doesn't have to be that way it just is it's unfortunate yeah. it's uh oh, oh, but i mean uh what can you do but side note actually i just remembered because we're talking about all this mm-hmm. do you ever feel any do you, do you ever get a cathartic feeling knowing that one of your coworkers got fired no no, no not usually oh, oh my oh I my just, goodness because so... i know how shitty it is to be fired you know even if you deserve okay. it and stuff like that you're just like your uh-huh. income is cut off. Anything that you're responsible for is now at risk. Your life is in absolute turmoil. This is going to reflect on future job opportunities that you get. It's not It's not a good mark, right? Being fired right. isn't just like, a, you know, that sucks. Uh, move on with your life. That's It's a major event every single time. And so even if they deserve it, even if they're bad people, even if they got shit going on in their lives, it still sucks to be fired. So when I hear somebody gets fired, I'm like, damn, that sucks. Now here's the reverse do you ever get that the do you ever get a cathartic feeling whenever someone quits no but for the same reason no, really for the same reason same reason yeah because really? it's still a major life event you know kind of thing and the reason that they're quitting it could be in things like if they felt like they had to quit because the job environment was so terrible that's unfortunate because like man 
if only this job didn't fucking suck. But if they job to move on to a new like position and stuff like that, like your coworkers and stuff are kind of left hanging. But you know, good for them. I was like, it's they're moving on to bigger and better things, and you know, you can only wish the best for them because they're chasing their dreams and their goals. And people should quit regularly right like the only way to move up the pay ladder is to quit what you're doing now like uh when i quit my job for example the one that i had most recently i found out like the reason i quit is because like i said i wasn't making any money i was at risk of losing my car i couldn't pay my rent that kind of thing uh because I would ask and ask and ask if I could be moved up to full time because my boss at the time, she quit a week before me. But my boss at the time just really needed the help so much so that when she went to the doctor, she was like, she had too much stress going on. And it was throwing her hormones out of the whack and making her at risk of not having children. Like it was that much of a health concern. And they kept saying, no, 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 we can't afford you to go full time. You know, we don't need you to go full time, blah, blah, blah. Your boss can deal with this on their own, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up quitting. And then I found out uh, a couple of days before it was my last day that the reason or the person that they were hiring to replace me was going to be full-time with benefits so i'm like well, wow what kind of bullshit is that yeah so i'm like you know good riddance it's fine you know i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna be making five five dollars more at this new place and get full benefits and a pension so you know it's not a downgrade by any means and then i'll get like overtime and stuff like that so and overtime. Yeah. Okay, so the reason why I ask is because a coworker of mine that had been in this at this company for several years now, I believe she was here before me, like at least by however many years. But what ends up happening is she originally was part of the maintenance team, and oh boy, did it get! I'm not gonna get it. <sighs> I sent, uh, let me see what's the best way to put this. There was someone I used to work with and the nicest, th the level of quality to really like show off her work was the nicest thing someone said about her work was a coworker of mine had said, oh, what, her? Yeah, I love her. I could always use a good flashlight Jesus holder. Christ. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> so uh, we had an intern that he quit this friday yeah but yeah so basically what the what he was hired to do was uh inventory yeah. basically and he helped organize our shop he did a lot of stuff he made an entire spreadsheet of all the in the inventory like he this dude really reshaped our entire stock inventory what we have when we got to order whatever because it was a mess before he comes in helps us organize we completely re redo our shop like uh, in terms of organization and stuff, completely change the layout, get new cabinets, we, have, we everything. Eventually it gets to the point where they want him to do a little bit more stuff. Like, hey, I know we got you to, because obviously that's what they do, right? I, I remember a friend of mine got hired at like a grocery store and they only hired him for stock and they had him do everything at the store. It's like, hey, you only hired him for stock. Why the fuck are you making him do everything yeah. at the damn store? Pay him more or not. So they hired him to, you know, as an intern to do one thing. And then you got this dude working on all this other like little shit that they can't really invest full, like a full member of the maintenance team to do. But we can get the intern to do it. So what ends up happening is there are these. Remember how I told you that we need to do more safety stuff because numbnuts is going to find a way to yeah. hurt themselves. There are these carts that only support a certain amount of weight. And mind you, we're, we're, we work in manufacturing, so we make car parts. So car parts get really heavy when you're adding in like 50 to 60 plus amount of parts per right. cart. So these parts 
go on these carts and then they move the cart into the next area like it's an assembly line type thing unfortunately because of the layout of the facility sometimes the next step is around the corner right so one machine's on one side of the building then they need to take the cart to the other side of the building just kind of it's just how they bought the place it's i don't know whatever it's way too much of a investment to keep this entire lane down to completely reorganize right. the place. So it's it's just what it is. So when there's a sign that says do not overload the carts and then the carts fall over on someone, I think there's mm. a problem with people not being able to read. Oh, no, I know there's a problem for them not being able to read because it's all in English. And clearly, you know, the people can't read English. So uh, <laughs> what ends up happening is this heavy ass cart falls over and we're like, OK, we got to do something. So that way this cart stops falling over. So what ends up happening is they get the intern to basically well originally it was going to be like a project with me and the intern so the carts fall over four times mind you these carts once one fell over then the mate uh, uh different department head had said okay okay so uh we're gonna need to change that because we don't want any more carts falling on someone then i'm thinking oh damn really and it's like yeah uh this happened four times already i only found out about the one because i saw it there was a huge mess and I'm the one that had to clean it full of car parts and whatever. So I see the one mess a day later. I hear him talking about there being four times carts fell over. And all I'm thinking is how many freaking don't overload the carts. How freaking hard is that to the point where we purposely blocked off half the cart and they're still finding ways to overload it. So what ends up happening is we have to weld little brackets that prevent the cart from falling over. So we got a piece of uh, one by one. We cut it at an angle. And basically what ends up happening is now we weld it to the sides like off. Like we got two in the front, two in the back and one on each side. Right. It's a rectangle shape. So on the short sides, you got the one on the long side. You got two. Yeah. Basically, it helps prevent the car from falling over. Mm. So what ends up happening is it was me and the intern doing this. But eventually the they needed me to do stuff because on second shift, there's only two people and they can't dedicate one of their dedicated people on second shift to do a freaking side project. Admittedly, it's important and a, uh, it's a, it's an insurance hazard, but you know, we, we got, Hey, we got to make money. Bro. Right. We can't have a machine. We can't have this machine down, that machine down and only one person working on it. So what ends up happening is his review has been eight months late. Like the, the thing is he wasn't even, you know, expecting, or I mean, obviously when you get a review, you're going to want a, you're going to want a pay bump or you want to review or at least an idea of what they're going to want to do with you because they don't, he didn't know what's going on. Like obviously he was a summer intern. He show up for the summer, work a little bit during the school, uh, school year, and then focus back on school. So after he turned 18, he was excited because now he could do more stuff. And after doing more stuff, he's like, all right, well, let me be a little more involved. See what's going on. So they got him doing a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and someone that they hired didn't know how to use a fucking cutting saw. You know those circular saws that you like latch onto something? You, you, it's a circular saw. Yeah. You literally push the little button and you pull it down or you push it down so that way it cuts the thing. Yep. Numb nuts in the tool room. Someone brand new that they hired didn't clamp the part. So the part flung out at him. Of course it did. And he's getting paid more than the intern that knows what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> he was better at negotiating so can... for hire. It's not I, I don't paid know, on but, value. You know... It's paid on perceived value. Yeah. So what ends up happening is He's, you know, he's getting annoyed. Like he calls me into the back and he says, here, I, I got something for you. And he gives me a uh, in his spare time, I guess he made me an, uh, an extension cable. I'm like, oh, sweet. Freaking extension cables always get stolen over here. I'm going to need this. Mm-hmm. 
So he makes me, he made me that and says, um, I'm done. So whatever, yada, yada. And he gives me the whole shebang of like, I talked to HR because my review is eight months late. And I'm talking to her and saying like, hey, uh, can you give me one of these two things? Either give me back pay for my late review or just bump me up to like 20. Yeah. And if not even 20, just bump me up to 19, right? He either wants the bump or he wants the back pay. He just wants to be paid what he was worth and the amount of time and effort he put into all the projects that he was doing. Because he, he was only there for inventory and now he's doing all these other projects now. Sometimes other departments borrow him to like do stuff for them. Mm. So what ends up happening is he's saying like, no, either come on, give me one, give me one or the other. I'm happy with either. I just want to be paid what I'm worth or at least paid what I'm due. Right. Right. What I'm due or what I'm worth. One of the two. I'm happy with either and I'll stay like legit. I'm happy with either. I just want one of them. And and she's like, oh, well, we can't really do this. Yada, yada. And she was going to talk to the owners of the company. And he's like, you want to want? I guess not then. Because I only got like so much of the conversation, you know, he, I'm guessing this was like a because he got there at one thirty, yeah. and with I show up at three. So this was probably like a long two hour conversation that he had with her. And basically he's like, nope, I, I can't. So then here I'm thinking, shit, this dude, like he caught on really fast because he asked me to teach him how to weld. So he's the one that took over the welding on that project. Because I, you know, I can weld pretty well. And I didn't know that everybody in the facility, like everyone in the maintenance team, are like, okay, so uh, he had asked other people to teach him how to weld. Every single one of them turned him down and they said, no, have G-Knight teach you how to do it. Have him teach you how to do it. Have it. They, they all sent him to me because I'm like the welder, I guess. I'm like, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm not that good. I just, I'm the one that does it most of the time. If they need a welding job, they give it to me. That's it. <laughs> and basically what ends up happening is, I show him what's up, whatever, you know, get the idea. And I tell him, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. Like a good 90% of this is just getting a feel for it. Once you understand, all right, thick material, more voltage, small, uh, thin material, less voltage. Or else you'll, 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 you'll burn through your material basically. Right. right? The higher your voltage is the higher, excuse me, the higher your voltage, the hotter it, uh, burns basically. Or not burns, but the, the hotter it gets when you're welding. The lower your voltage, the less heat you're generating. And if you generate too much heat, you burn right through your material. So you have your voltage and your feed. And your feed is how much uh, of your material you're feeding into it. So basically, you know, I show them the basic stuff. Like the 10% is all the technical whatever at school that they teach you. The other 90 is actually getting a feel for it because it is very much a, a dexterity and a it's just a feel. Honestly, like I know a bunch of whoever's going to listen to this later is like, oh, and you're a welder. And it's like, oh, I mean, it's this, this and that, whatever. And it's like, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm, I'm mostly weld for fabrication where I'm at. I'm not a professional welder. I'm not going to be you know, doing a lot of shop work, but I sure as shit can, you know, fabricate something that my job needs me to make. So he he asked me to teach him and I correct his little things. Like at first, it was look like shit. Mm. Like they, they wouldn't hold. Like if he welds something. It not only will have a lot of splatter, but I'm pretty sure if I throw it on the ground, it'll break. Like, it's not going to hold. There's not a lot of penetration. So, you know, I fix him. I, I fix him up, try give him some advice, see what I can do to, like, really get him to help or get him to really understand what he's doing and what's a good weld versus a bad weld and how he can get the good ones. And after, like, two or three days, dude nails it, right? You know, giving him advice, fixing. It's like whenever someone fixes your form at a gym. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, why aren't I getting a good workout while your form's off? All right, let me help you with your form. Boom. Now you're kind of getting the feel of what good form is. And then once you get that feel, it's like a muscle memory. You'll be able to like never fuck it up again. 
Like even after however many years since I got out of high school, I still have decent form while I'm running because that was just so engraved. It's a muscle memory, you know, left, right, left, right, left, right. Use mostly your arms, not, uh, you know, your legs. Don't hit the ground hard. Like It's just good form, right? Whatever. That's engraved into you now. So this guy had maybe a couple days of training by me to well. And the person that quit, who's most who the best thing that she could be given as a compliment to is that she's a good flashlight holder she quit and immediately he's like oh at least that is that the highlight of your day like he sees that i'm getting excited like oh shit she quit and then like the positive energy started flowing because this individual she really it's i I don't want to like go too hard on her because i i don't know whatever but gave up the idea that she kind of owned the place or that she was too good for the work she was doing Mm -hmm. And basically, I'm thinking, then why are you in maintenance? If you don't want to get dirty, why are you in maintenance? I got hired because I'm in like the fancy suit and whatever, good shoes. What? Yeah, yeah, the whole shebang when you get like and you're doing an interview, right? And the person that interviewed me took me around the plant, showed me what I was going to be doing. And he sees that I'm touching parts. I'm, you know, getting down and dirty. Like I'm slouching, doing like I'm like I'm crouching, looking in, checking out, whatever, seeing what's going on. I'm touching stuff. Yeah. And. If I can do that while I'm wearing the fancy clothes that that's like hundred something dollars for the full like for each part of the outfit, what do you think I'm going to be doing when I'm in clothes that I don't care about? <laughs> type deal. Whereas this, you know, individual, you know, wearing the seven pairs of gloves, all this other yada yada, and at first she's in the maintenance team. So what ends up happening is she doesn't like how people are talking to her, basically. And I'm thinking, wait, how though? And I distinctly remember this one incident where we need to put up a fence and I ask her, hey, can you take out the posts and whatever? And for some reason, she's doing something on the side unrelated to it because there's this like little fence that we need to put up to keep people out from the main area. Mm-hmm. It's like a metal fence. One post here, one post there, chain link uh, goes up, right? So she's doing something on the side of the morning. Hey, uh, what are you doing? The posts are over here. And she's looking down, looking at the post, looking over there. She's like, oh, okay. Goes over there, whatever. And basically, we have to uh, anchor bolt because we're working on concrete, right? So we have to anchor bolt the new posts to the ground. So that way, you know, kind of defeats the purpose of a fence if it can tip over by just, you know, pushing it. So I'm getting all the equipment and stuff. I come back and she's still working on something different. I'm like, well, what the hell are you doing? And I say like, yada, yada. We have like kind of like, okay, so this is the second time I'm coming back to you not doing the thing we need to do. So I'm like, yada, yada, we got to get the posts out. And I point to the, because there's the anchor bolts are literally like these bolts in the ground. Yeah. Like for concrete. And it keeps the post there. So there are these nuts holding it in place. So I'm like, take out the nuts. Like, I, 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 I'm i going to try and say it as closest to when I said it to her. Right. So this is, mind you, this is after I come back. This is the second time she's basically like not worked on the thing that we're supposed to be doing because I'm grabbing all the tools and stuff that we need. And she has what she needs to take the damn thing apart. Crescent wrenches, wrenches, screwdrivers, all the her own or her own little like baggie full of like uh, tools and stuff. Mm. So I come back to her not doing the right thing the second time. So I say, yada, yada. You're supposed to undo the nuts for the bolts or you're supposed to do undo. You're supposed to undo the nuts on the anchor bolts so that way we could take out the post. Mm. And then after we do that, we can take off the chain link fence. And basically she uh, she starts doing that. And then I'm, you know, hooking up the hammer drill and whatever, getting my extension cord. And she's like, you know, I don't like uh, I understand that, you know, men like to talk to each other a certain way. 
but you know, uh, I don't appreciate being talked to like that and whatever. I'm like, wait, what? She just called like she she puts that on me. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wait, what? She's telling me this after I come back to her not doing our like her job twice. Yeah. Had I left, she probably would have been doing the same thing again a third time. So I'm just, you know, giving like I told her exactly what she needed to do. Undo the undo the nuts, take off the post, take off the chain lane fact. Excuse me, take off. I'm getting like really Heated. not excited, <laughs> agitated, kind of agitated because I'm remembering this and I'm thinking, I just told her what to do. Like, I just told her what our job was. Like, I wasn't even really that rude. I got more annoyed that she was coming, like, like plowing this on to me. But all right, whatever. I just kind of took it and just said, all right, whatever. So basically, after that, uh, I guess however many people kept doing the same thing where they just told her what to do. And she ended up going not to our supervisor, not to the department head, not to the maintenance head. She went directly to the owner of the company to ask to be moved out of maintenance. Wow. So then she ended up going to uh, originally she was a part sorter and the uh, the owner of the company, you know, very uh, positive thinking type guys like, oh, yes, no, I, I love a woman being able to be in whatever position she wants to be in. It's like, yeah, you want all good for her. If she wanted to be in maintenance, you want to what? Yeah, sweet. You keep hearing people talk about like, oh, why aren't women in this uh, field and that field and whatever? Because like, they don't want to be in it. Pretty much. Why is that so hard to yeah. come? Why? They don't want to be in it. What, what's so hard to understand? So, you uh, know, she her being in maintenance, I'm like, oh, sweet. You know, we got a. Uh, another, I'm thinking, oh, we got another person to help us. Whereas other people are like, oh, haha, you know, woman in maintenance. Now I got something to look at while I'm working. No, I I prefer the extra pair of hands than eye candy, you know, because when you're stuck in a freaking when you're stuck in a fucking pool of oil up to your goddamn waist trying to find something that numb nuts dropped. I think I appreciate that someone's helping me instead of, oh boy, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, at least I get to do it while staring at a pretty girl. Yeah. Yeah, or at least another hand, right? I'm more interested in the hand thing because I'm more annoyed, exactly, right? Yeah. I, fuck. So when she left, I'm like, ah, fuck, our department's down another person. And we're like, like really hitting hard for a staff in our department. We have two people on second shift and four on first, but two of them are apprentices Two of them are like experienced people, but one of them is in the office usually. So we only really have three people in the shop floor and two people managing the department, basically. So I would love to have, you know, extra hand. So she quits, moves over to she she goes straight to the uh, department, uh, to the owner of the company and asks to be moved. So she moves back to her old. Not only did she get her old job, which was a part sorter, she got her current pay. They didn't lower her pay. Mm. So now she's the number one most paid person as a part sorter. And what ends up happening, like more than the part sorter supervisor. So what ends up happening is eventually she ends up getting moved again to, I'm going to name him John, let's say. There's another guy named John in another department. And basically she becomes not maintenance, but someone that is sub, like someone that's basically maintenance, but she doesn't want to work in the maintenance department. Ain't that nuts? Yeah. So she ends up getting moved into not maintenance and doing whatever jobs. So what ends up happening is eventually, like, I keep out of my hair. I usually stay out of her hair because the last time I interacted with her, she dropped that on me. The next time I interacted with her, she's painting something. And I tell her, like, hey, can you leave two of those legs unpainted? I need to weld. Because basically there's this metal rack that people need to step on. Like, they, we made an entire, like, stair assembly thing because the new machine that we were getting, it's too high up. Right. 
So we needed to fabricate this little like uh, uh, platform so that way people can work there. And basically, you know, it needed to be painted like hazard yellow and stuff, yeah. right? So basically what happens is she's painting it and I say, hey, don't paint two of the legs. I need to weld it later because we need to mount it to the ground. So I needed to weld these brackets that the anchor bolts will go into so that way it stays on the ground like nice and firm. And basically she's like, she looks like she looks like she's like throws her paintbrush under the ground and looks like she's about to square up. Like her eyes get wide. I was like, what? You're going to say something or do something about it? And I'm like, can you not? Really? I just asked you a simple thing because we're both working on this project. And I said, you want to know what? You do your thing. I'm going to go talk to John. Right? Yeah. I said his name was John, yes. right? Like I gave, okay, okay. So I'm going to go talk to John. So I go over and I talk to John. And I tell John, hey, um, so you got your girl over there. Because I'm away from her, so I'm basically really annoyed. And I basically go over and say to John, hey, uh, you got your girl over there doing, uh, she's painting, right? He's like, oh, yeah, we, we got her painting it. So, uh, can you do me a favor? Uh, I'm sorry to ask, but can you tell her to not paint two of the legs because we need to mount it, right? And I have the material to weld, but we need to get the mit- we need to get the stick welder. So I don't know when I'm going to be available to stick weld it, or we'll get someone else to do it. But we need to make sure that the legs are unpainted, or at least those, like some of them aren't painted, so that way we can weld it. After we get it in place, she can paint it, like when it's in place and everything, get those legs, but. Uh, I'd appreciate it if we didn't have to do double work. And he's like, okay, I'll see what we can do. Okay, I'll talk to her right now. And he leaves with me out the door because I got to go work on another machine because I get a call, whatever. Lo and behold, the very next day, I see her scraping off paint on some of the legs because she didn't listen to neither myself nor uh, John. John, I named him John. Uh, <laughs> and, here I'm, and here I'm thinking, really? Come on, man, really? So, fuck. And then another time we were making a an air tank for a machine. So we needed to size it down from one inch to three quarters. Mm. Basically, I bring the hose and like it was supposed to be like a tag team thing. So not maintenance, working with a maintenance uh, person. And basically she gets a knife and cuts the string that's holding this uh, this hose. Mm. And I'm thinking, why didn't you just untie it? Because it's like a little loop de loop. Like it's super simple to just untie it. So now when I have to retie it, I need to undo the loop-de-loop and then I have to tie it in two different places because I don't know if the string's going to be long enough to, you know, because uh, there's four strings keeping this uh, hose can, uh, all, all neatly rolled up. She cuts all four and all she had to do is just undo the little string on the loop-de-loops. You know, like you tie your shoes. It really does like, I don't know. It really does feel like she she exudes that energy, like you said, of owning the place because I couldn't see myself in a world anywhere where I would think I would see this thing clearly as a mechanism, as a built mechanism, and be like, yeah, nobody's going to need this from now on, and then just like chop it off. You know, this isn't a Gordian yeah. knot that you're working with. Just fucking undo it and redo it when you put it back. It does. <laughs> it was, I shit you not. It's the same knot that you use to tie your shoes. Yeah. It's the same knot. The I kid you not. Yeah. So all I'm thinking is there's literally a little thing to like undo the loop de loop. Because usually what we do is we un, uh, we undo two of them, and then we just manually unroll it. So that way, I mean, yeah, it's annoying that we have to feed it through, like, one of the strings. But uh, the more you do it, the shorter it gets. So it becomes less cumbersome. Because if we do it the other way, we'll have to re-roll the whole hose. And if you only need, like, two feet, and this thing's 100-something feet, you got to re-roll 100-something feet of hose. Like, this is, like, air hose, yeah. right? Mind you, this is three-quarter 
air hose. This is three quarter of an inch. This thing is big. So it's fucking cumbersome. So basically she cuts all of the rope. And I'm like, you couldn't undo the, the knot? And I was like, no, I didn't feel like it. And she's looking like she's about to score up to me again. I'm like, I'm just telling you it would have been easier to undo the loop-de-loop instead of getting like your box cutter and cutting the rope. Now I'm going to be like, now I'm thinking I'm going to be the one to fix the knot and have to deal with, you know, hopefully I don't, I, hopefully she, I know she's not going to re-roll the damn thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do it. And working with her can be kind of annoying. And I'm thinking, oh man. So the whole time we're trying to get this job done and we keep like clashing here, I'm thinking, no, you got it. You can't use because basically whenever you size something down, you size it down perfectly. Mm. Right. So the whole if the pipe we're getting the air from is one inch, you just get a cup, you get a little piece that goes into the one inch thread and the other thread that's facing the other way is three quarter. So then from the pipe to your uh, cutoff, uh, your shutoff valve is all three quarter. Don't don't do any don't use anything else. Just three quarter, and then the air pressure will be the same. Because when it sizes down to three quarter, it's gonna stay that way until it gets into the tank, and then the, whatever the machine uses, it'll use that tank. But if you use other parts in it, it's gonna be sized down to what you use that part for. So let's say at some point in this entire assembly, we use half inch. The air pressure we're gonna get is half inch. It doesn't suddenly go right back to three quarter because right. I asked my boss to make sure like hey if we use half inch anywhere in this process is it still going to be good it's like no we need three quarter the machine needs three quarter like we'd like to use half uh one inch but we don't have the necessary supplies and whatever yada yada to do it so that's why we're going to use three quarter and feed it directly into the tank so lo and behold i'm watching her get the supplies that we need like i'm working on one end she's working on the other right so I'm working on getting the pipe and hose of one inch all the way to the machine so we could size it down to three quarter. And then I see her little assembly in the tank and I'm thinking, wait, why are you doing it this way? The tank literally has a three quarter thread. All you have to do is add a nipple and a shutoff valve and we can feed it directly into it. And here I'm looking at this like contraption of bits and pieces and stuff. And I'm thinking somehow, some way you turned this into like a more complicated job than it needed to be. I thought you'd be done. Like half an hour ago. I'm struggling because I have an entire machine I got to like move and like make sure no one steps on this hose. Because if something happens to the hose, we got to like literally replace the whole right. thing. So I'm thinking, all right, so I got to do this, this, that. I got to manage this entire airline. And I'm thinking as soon as she's done, I can just hook it up. And I'm done basically. And coming back to whatever shutoff valve she made. Eventually, I found out later that uh, she used a quarter inch stuff at one point as well. So she sized it down sized it back up, and then used parts to size it back down so she can use size up pieces again. What the fuck? Yeah, it, it was nuts. And here I'm thinking, I, I'm, I'm going to say nothing, and I'm just going to go to the shop. I'm going to get a three-quarter nipple, and I'm going to get a three-quarter shut off, and I'm just going to disassemble, and I'm just going to get my pipe wrench, disconnect whatever she put on the tank, and then just put that on. Because it was that simple. Admittedly, um, like the nipple was only like, cup, like an inch at best i just needed it so that way i can attach the shuttle valve right. and then i hook up the sh and then i just hook up my airline to the shuttle valve and boom we're done and she's looking angry at me like i basically you know oh uh she giving me that look is like why'd you do that i worked hard on that and i'm thinking that's not what we were supposed to do you should have told her you should have worked smart on it <laughs> <laughs> no because like she already gave she already gave me that look like she was about to throw down because she cut off the freaking rope and free is like i didn't feel like it. and all i'm thinking is oh my goodness working with her can be i don't want to say infuriating but she has a special position because she bitched to the owner you know she got like 
preferential treatment for a lot of stuff. Oh, my other coworker. I'm going to name him John number two. <laughs> so creative. John the second. Very creative. I know. And I, I want to be a writer. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> so John the second had uh, where he's an apprentice and John the second and this, you know, individual, she's like, uh, they're both taking this test. And when you pass this test, you get a journeyman's card. So they're both going through this program, and basically John II passes with flying colors, yeah. right? It was a struggle, but he was able to do it. And she fails her test and basically says, oh, you know, no one was there to help me. And I was basically learning this as I go and whatever. And then at the time, she was still in maintenance. So the maintenance uh, uh, supervisor is like, well, what do you mean? John II was also learning this for the first time. And you got his help several times throughout this process. Not only did he help, you know, not only was he learning this for the first time, he was helping you learn this. And I forgot the part where we weren't here to ask for help. He asked for help when he needed it, and he got his hand. Why didn't you ask for help? Instead of complaining that you failed and that you didn't get any help, why didn't you be more proactive in learning? Why didn't you seek more help? Why didn't you want to see what was going on and see how you can apply the things you're learning to what you're doing here? Admittedly, the program was more for tool and die and fabrication. So I ended up not going through that. I ended up going through like a more custom program. Mm -hmm. So I didn't go through that, luckily, because it was like, oh, make a block. And this block is like a jig. Right. And this jig lets you uh, put a part in and you tap and do all this other stuff, whatever. So what ends up happening is you know, she complains like, oh, you know, no one helped me and yada, yada. And she ends up failing. So after that whole thing and then the whole like I told her something, she ends up moving into her special department or she ends up going back to being a parts order. And then she gets moved into her own, her own little department. I, I like to call it not maintenance mm -hmm. because she would be hanging up lines. She'd be fixing stuff. She'd be doing everything a maintenance person would do. But she didn't want to be under the, our department. Right. She wanted to work by herself. And I'm thinking, you want all, all, all more power to you. That's why I get this, like, really, really cathartic feeling. It's like, oh, she quit. Oh, excuse me. I guess, uh, you know, I, I would have loved to have been able to march in to the freaking owner of the company and say, I'd like a raise because whatever, yada, yada. Because I don't like my coworkers. Basically. That that I'm not gonna lie. That's basically what freaking ended up happening. It's like I don't like how I'm being treated in this whatever department and yada yada and so on and so forth. I'm like, <sighs> and the only reason why I heard this is because I was uh I was hanging up lights in the bathroom. So I temporarily I temporarily closed off the the women's bathroom in the offices. Mm -hmm. And obviously I need to be in like above the area so I can hook it up like uh, like all the electric the electrical stuff. Right. So as I'm doing this, I'm hearing her bitch to the owner of the company. Like, yada yada this about this and whatever and stuff. I'm like, is she really like complaining to the owner of the company? And then I find out through like my boss that she went over her head, uh, yeah, his head and go directly to the owner. So instead of going to our boss, she went to his boss. Mm. Or no, excuse me. Even the boss of bosses, because even my boss had a boss. So here I'm thinking, oh, shit. So not only did she go over your head, she just went, she had the audacity to go straight to the owner instead. But, I mean, it's a small company. It's only like about the uh, 350-ish people yeah. plus. So here I'm thinking, goddamn, all right. So that's why I say, oh, boy, I, I, I get this feeling of, well, either she was going to get fired because she accidentally did something or she, like, I, I was for sure thinking she was going to get fired because there was a time where, uh, 
they're these you know how velcro attaches and detaches yes you literally slap it on it's supposed to stay on mm-hmm. all right so they're these, they're these clips right there's these clips that clip together how do you undo a clip you push in on the latch and the little hook goes up so that way the hook is no longer in that little slot right yeah. So all you have to do is push up on the latch and pull or the little clip and the little the hook is no longer in the hole and you just pull. One time we're working on a machine and she literally yanks out this electrical thing that had those clips on. So later we had to rewire that. We're like, hey, can you undo the electricity real quick? And she just like hastily grabs it and just like yanks it apart. And mind you, that was 240 volts. Like the wires were small, but for some reason that freaking thing was 240 volts of electricity. She killed herself by accident by yanking on it and not using the because that's what it was. The clips were plastic yeah. and the only things that were exposed is the inside. So the wire. So somehow, some way she ripped out the coating on the wires while she was yanking on it. And basically someone else had to come in and like redo that. So here I'm thinking she was going to get fired because of lower than standard quality work, I'll say. Mm. So there is that. To move the conversation over a little bit, because I'm not going to lie, I, I, I bitch and moan earlier that it's like, oh, man, all I ever do in these, you know, <laughs> updates in our lives is work. One thing that I'm trying to really do is I want to get back into painting. Yeah. You know, my miniature painting, because that was on my list of stuff to do. Admittedly, you know, editing has taken like a lot of my time. But once I get through everything and get to the new schedule that I have, I should be able to just iron that stuff out. Then and boom, I'm golden and Gucci. But I want to get back into painting because... Uh, a lot of my miniature stuff, I literally have a list of shit that I need and then I no longer need to pick up a certain amount of miniatures. Mm. So basically, you know, I, I said before I play Warhammer, but I don't really play. I kind of just collect some of the stuff. So basically what I did was uh, I I mapped out all the points because each model has like a point value. Yeah. Said, OK, currently right now with all the stuff that I own, I have like 2K points. And that's usually what the game is balanced around. So if I wanted to play, I paint everything that I have now and I just use all of this. Right. Mm. But there are some stuff that I kind of want, like, oh, what if I want this unit? What if I want that unit? What if I want to be a little more strategic in my stuff? Because I don't have any vehicles, right? So I don't have any, like, transport to move my troops. I only have troops, elites, and, like, heavy stuff. So if I need a tank to transport my units, I'm fucked. I don't have one. So I thought, all right, I'm going to cut it off at 4K points so I never have to buy anything for this army ever again. And the reason why is uh, I play Death Guard. And Death Guard, I can't find any good STL files that, like, are up to my standard. Because I really, really like good unit, like models. I found a couple of them, but unfortunately, I found them after I have the plastic version of that model. So I'm like, well, if I did, if I found this like six months earlier, it would have saved me however many dollars. But whatever, you know, I don't really use the 3D printer as much because I want to finish all my painting stuff first. But as soon as I get 4K points worth of stuff, I don't have to buy this stuff anymore, right? right? Uh, I haven't. Ah, fuck. There's a bunch of 40k games I have on Steam that I want to play, but I haven't had a chance to. What? Uh, are there any games that you want to play right out here that you were like, uh, shit, I really want to get to this game, but I haven't really had a chance oh, to. Oh man, you have no idea. I just got Truck American Truck Simulator. That I play. Not you too. You fuck. Oh my goodness. Not you too with that damn game. So, so the only reason I got it is so I can play it while listening to podcast stuff, right? That in Minecraft. And so it's very low intensity, very kind of brain dead. And then I can listen to the podcast and just swap out of it real quick in order to edit something or whatever. But it allows me to do something while listening to the podcast, right? So I don't just sit there. And then, so I found out that they have a Nebraska update coming out, which I, you know, I'm from Nebraska. So I'm like, 
bet <laughs> going to be trucking through the plains of Nebraska while living in the plains of Nebraska, just on a video game. And uh, it does. I looked at it and I'm like, damn, that really does look like Nebraska, the countryside anyway. And then so I'm like, started thinking of all these other places. They have Oklahoma, which I used to live in Oklahoma for a while. A lot of Midwest locations. I've been checking that out. So, and there was like a big sale on CD keys recently where you could get a much of the DLC for like five bucks. So I was thinking about getting that after I get uh, my first paycheck for my for my new job. Other than that, though, playing Minecraft, like I said, and Borderlands, I'm playing that a little bit. Which one? Uh, two. Borderlands. Two. Ooh, okay. You on on? I can dig it. So yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's really about it. I'm not like a super huge gamer or anything like that. So listen, bro. I'm an L- I'm an MLG gamer. I only eat flaming hot habanero Doritos. I'm gonna need every last crunch if I'm gonna make it to pro. Are you talking like fucking what's his name, the wrestler guy? There, brother. Either brother. Uh, the boulder is based on that character. Oh yeah, Macho man Randy Savage. Get, that's who it was. Oh yeah, I got those slim jims. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I only know like the slim jim thing. <laughs> oh yeah, slim jims. Mm. Like, I can actually go for a Slim Jim right about now. <laughs> but uh, I, I got, uh, to those who play, I have 40K, Dawn of War, Dawn of War 2. I didn't pick up three because it wasn't in a Humble Bundle. And I have Chaos Gate. I have, I, you know, let me just open up my Steam account right now and I'll just read off what I have. I literally got to separate it into Warhammer, Soccer. Uh, you got you know those Sakura visual novels that they have on Steam? Yeah. Sakura Beach, Sakura Beach 2, Sakura fucking Spirit, Sakura Space, Sakura Swim Club, just Sakura adverb slash verb here. Bless you! There's a Sakura Swim Club? Yeah, there's a swim club. Like, swim club. There's huh? space? There's space. Like, dude, there's fucking... What oh, are man, there's games? a lot. What are these? Okay, so basically these are, like, kind of... They're very... Uh, they're, they're not... I don't want to say shovelware, but they're like Western VA visual novels that uh, the company Wing Cloud put out. And basically, they're kind of bottom of the barrel type stuff. Like the only reason why people really pick them up is because of the artwork and the lewds now. Because originally, the reason why Sakura Swim Club is actually like a milestone is because Sakura Swim Club is the first game that they actually included like a plus 18 patch for the game. So you can segs the girls now. Mm-hmm. And going forward, they would have a patch for all of their games mm-hmm. for the erotic content. Before, it was like pretty lewd, like, oh, she's in a suggestive pose, or, oh, look at this, Barbie doll nudity type stuff, right? Yeah. Instead. But now, it's the two artists they have, and the stupid very... Have you... Hero, have you seen an anime? Yes, I have seen an anime, yeah. Have you seen a rom-com? Uh, yeah, I have seen an rom-com. Do you know the shenanigans that happen in a lot of insert rom-com here? No, not... I guess, yeah. Yeah, you've played every single one of these games. Okay. Like, there's a... So it's like the... Yeah, I fall and my face hits your crotch. I fall and my face hits your boobs. You invent said item. Said item explodes and puts you in a sexy position of which I walk in or am involved in. Every and any trope you can think of somehow some way gets involved i think 
after a point, they stop including a male character, and these games effectively just became Yuri visual novels. I see. So now they basically have that, but now it's just an entire female cast. So, like, it, it, the I think I, I only played, like, so many of them. I think the last one I played was, the like, the quote-unquote last good one they put out, and that's because it was a dungeon crawler. Mm. And basically, even everyone was like, wow, this is pretty above average that they did because before it was just like a visual novel right it's like oh uh sakura spirit is like you eat some karate guy like someone at like a karate tournament gets isekai'd and then he has to defend this village for whatever and then he gets like sent back and then he's like i win the tournament mm. and then dun- the sakura dungeon is like oh this adventurer finds this fox sealed up oh man i wonder why i was playing it <laughs> and then you get the different girls join your party like you have to capture them obviously so as soon as you uh capture them quote unquote train them and then they join your party each like different girl that joins your party has different dialogue for the situations that happen. So like when you come across a boss, each girl in your party has different dialogue. So let's say you get the slime girl, you get the Lamia, the golem, the bull, etc. Each girl has different dialogue for the boss. Mm. So everyone's like, bruh, this is like way above average. You know how someone uh, points to and says, oh, you did the one thing. You're like, I didn't expect that. Like, expectations completely blown. Right. Yeah, no, that that's basically it. You took bottom of the fucking barrel visual novel stuff and they put in a little more work than regular and the game looks like a fucking 8 out of 10 now. <laughs> Triple A, eat your heart out. Basically. Baldur's Gate having genitals that you can customize? No way, man. We gotta go for the soccer I franchise. St- I st- I still need to play Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 and all the like the other shit before I get to it. I'm one of those guys that even though 3 might not be, I don't know the context, right? So for all I know, it's the, it's the case. I don't know if 3 is at all connected to anything with the other two Baldur's Gates, but I feel obligated to play the other two and the other content with those games before I go to 3. As far as I know, it's relatively disconnected. Um, but I, I, okay, haven't, but it, I haven't played it at all. I just know everyone and their mother is playing it. Except for me. Right now, yeah. <laughs> I feel you there, bro. Actually, let me, okay, let me uh, exit off of the Sakura games because I literally have it titled under Sakura shit because I got them all for free on, like, or quote unquote for free. I got them all on a humble bundle. Mm. And I only really, I only got it because I wanted Sakura Dungeon. And I'm like, okay, so do I pay $11 for Sakura Dungeon or do I pay 15 and I get all these other games? Bucket, it's like $3 more. There you go. So. Yeah, so for the Warhammer, I got, you know, Warhammer Total War 3. And the only reason why I have 2 and 1 is because I want to play all the races in 3. I got Dawn of War Retro... I got Vermintide. I got Bolt Gun, Chaos Gate, Dawn of War 1, Dawn of War, Dark Crusade. Like, I have all the Dawn of War games but 3. And then I have Total War, and then I have Vermintide. Mm -hmm. So I want to play all of these, but I haven't had a chance to. Oh, and all the DLCs for 1 and 2. So I want to play all these uh, Warhammer games. But I haven't had a chance to. I, I do enjoy. Oh, and I got to play Battletech. I really want to f- get back into Battletech. Yeah, I really love that game, dude. I, the first fucking thing I did when I got this PC, I installed Battletech. Like the first thing I did. I didn't even like do anything else. I hooked up, I hooked up Steam. I downloaded Battletech. I put it on. Make sure that I got the whole shebang and whatever. And boom, made sure it was on here. Holy crap. I forgot I have the data live visual novel on here. <laughs> I might have to come back and play this, too, because uh, I actually like the Data Life franchise. It's surprisingly wholesome. You know anything about that series, or am I just... Uh, I, know, uh, I know the anime. That's that's about it. And it's been a long time, and they had a second one come out that I have not seen, I don't think. 
so I need to re-familiarize myself with it. I just remember really liking the girl, the goth lolly one. Oh, uh, are you talking about the one with the time powers, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay, yeah. No, I, she's a fan favorite for everyone. I like, surprisingly enough, Toka is pretty solid for a main girl. She's not too annoying, and she has enough to really distinguish her from other quote-unquote main girls in, like, a harem series. Because usually the first girl is either the, the one that's, like, the least interesting, or you end up forgetting about her because she does have, she has zero presence in the story after a point. Right. Like in Yuna and the Haunted Hot Springs, Yuna is always around and is pretty fun. In Two Love Rue, Lala and uh, what was her name? Uh, Sirenji? Sir, I, uh, Haruna, I think oh, it was. Oh, yes. Uh, Sirenji. Yeah, thank you. Like those two are always in the story, even though those are technically the first two uh, girls. Except for Sirenji is not in darkness. Yeah, <laughs> specifically because, because of the scenario of darkness and yada yada, she's gone. But now, you know, Lala gets sidelined because Momo becomes the main girl. Yep, because Momo for life. I can respect Momo, but I like Lala for how forward she is. Not Momo the... is forward. What the fuck are you talking about Lala being forward? Lala is a fucking idiot, bro. <laughs> oh, idiot. Fucking internet. Fucking intergalactic inventor and shit. Absolutely. All her inventions fail. Guess <laughs> what, hero? That's part of the scientific process. No, being good at science is part of the scientific process. Good at science. What you think they? Uh, what you think? Uh, Momo was able to get that stupid phone to summon her animals by herself. Yes, she could have literally ordered it. Yeah, but guess who invented the damn thing? Doesn't matter who invented it. Like, tell me who invented it. It was Lala. But exactly, <laughs> exactly shakes my head. You believe this guy? Can believe this guy? Look, dude. Can we mediocre me? inventions aside, she's not a very good girlfriend. I don't know, man. Remember, there was, I distinctly remember there was a really nice scene that they gave her in Darkness where she had been out of the story for a long time. And then Rito is like struggling for school. And then he's like, shit, who can I get to teach me? And then he's like, uh, shit, uh, Lala, can you help me? And then she helps him. And guess what? It was a very wholesome moment. And then Rito realizes, wow, I forgot. She's smart. Is she, though? Because she's kind of an well, idiot all of the time. Yeah, she, she could be an airhead. Sure, but she's still making shit. She's still like, I don't know, Hero, can you invent a teleporter? Probably. With enough time. Probably this fucking guy. Yeah, there's a teleporter in real life right now. We're using it to get quantum data to and from space so that we can increase our internet speeds and watch porn at light speed. Bruh, when when that hologram technology uh, becomes a thing, that's gonna be freaking great. You know, you have those glasses that only you can see through, right? Yeah. And like, you, you can like use the internet on that thing or whatever. So imagine someone's sitting on the damn like train or bus, and they're just chilling. All I'm thinking is that dude's probably watching porn through those glasses right now. Mm -hmm. I would. Why not? I mean, it's less you know, consp you know, it's less obvious because when you're on your phone, you know, sometimes you open up Discord and it's like, well, that's a lewd that I shouldn't be looking at right now because I'm gonna get a dirty looks from the people around me. But I mean, hey, if I'm wearing these fancy schmancy glasses or got this hologram thing that only i could see probably, Shit, i gotta have like pretty that's why i like having uh -huh. tinted windows in my car you know yeah i'm too broke so i never got a chance to ever tint my windows my windows came tinted my dad tinted his windows though lucky bastard freaking uh oh man anyway the moral of the story is lala is a decent character heroes just being biased you guys should probably read Darkness because it's pretty fun. I don't like how they ended Darkness, but you want to want you got to end it somehow. I'm really digging uh, uh, Ayakashi Triangle. I actually have freaking uh, the 
a nice little LED lamp of the female form. I don't know what's the hairstyle called. Have you have you checked out Ayakashi Triangle at no, all yet? Not even a little bit. Uh, have you seen Kaguya-sama? Uh, barely. You know the hairstyle Kaguya has, where like she has that like tied hair and it looks like a leaf on the back, kind of. Uh, where it's like yeah. I, I don't. I still like that typing in Kaguya brings up Kaguya from Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me. Let me look up the, uh, let me get the character real quick. Who would have, uh, oh, have you seen Musashi from Fate? No. Fuck, give me like two seconds. Let me uh, get a picture of the hairstyle real quick. Here, I'll stall for the audience for like two minutes while I do a quick Google search. Uh, hey, everybody, how you doing? Welcome back to another episode of Making Fun of G-Knight Behind His Back. Today, we're going to be talking about how often he talks about work, including the time, like today, where he said he wasn't going to, and then proceeded to immediately do that for an hour and a half. I don't know, jazz music. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's go. What did I, what did I miss? Okay, uh, put that in the chat. Voice chat, PC. There we go. This hairstyle, where it's like kind of tied in the back. Oh, yeah. A ponytail? Not, fuck, it's not a, damn, hold on. <laughs> this should be just, hold on, I'm on the Fate Wiki, it should, like, literally tell me what the hairstyle is. Because usually they'll say, like, in physical appearance, they'll tell you what the hairstyle is. Like, oh, oh it's a, uh, insert, yada yada here, history, yada yada. I'll, I'll look up whatever fucking appearance. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, the bun thing, right, where it, like, folds up. Yeah. Uh, what the? fuck is this damn thing called uh, it's gonna eat me up i'm gonna have to it's gonna eat me up later so i'll, I'll bug some friends later and see what it is but fuck kaguya-sama hairstyle is called here we go what is the name of kaguya's hairstyle here's a link that shows how kaguya does it courtesy it's supposed to represent a peacock so a peacock style i guess I don't know what it is, but because I named off insert characters here, people are able to see it and think, okay, I see what G-Knight's talking about. I like that hairstyle for some reason. It's really neat. I like They're it. Talk about how the hairstyle is made. There's even a four comma and how it's specifically done, which I already knew how it uh -oh. was done, but they don't call it a name for anything. Whatever. I like that. Moral story. I like that hairstyle. So there we go. Yay. I see a... Large list of this... Hispanic girls doing that hairstyle on TikTok. I don't know. Anything else to say? Anything else to point out? There's just been a quick update. It has. We talked about our weeks. You didn't talk about your projects at all. Oh, oh bitch. All right, all right. You want to what? Okay. Uh, I'm going to shotgun this going. Ready? Yeah. Let's go. Hold on. I got to hop, hop myself up. Got to gotta stretch. Got to hype myself up. Got to, you know, slap your cheeks a couple times. All right, let's go do okay, this. Okay, Joe, let's go. Okay, so work entire time has been eating up a lot of my time. So I haven't been able to sit down and actually write anything for Ikit. And I'm super annoyed because I get more stories for her, but the short story that I'm trying to write for her right now. I have more ideas for stories after the one that I got writing right now. So unfortunately, she's not uh, she's not being worked on right now. But today I got some spare time after I'm going to be done editing. So hopefully I can get some more words in that story and start chipping away at it. Go uh, follow through on my uh, to-do list, you know, at least a uh, hundred something per day. Even if it's short, I'm at least making a dent in the word count and then I can edit it, do whatever, yada, yada. I told you before that uh, a friend of mine actually reached out and told me, hey, yada, yada. Um, uh, I didn't forget about your commission or whatever. I've just been busy. And she sends me freaking two character sheets. I'm like, oh, shit, did I bug you for a character? Cause did I bug you to help me like on a character before? And I'm thinking, okay, sure. I didn't know uh, that I did. So yay, pleasant surprise. I know for sure, for sure. And uh, I'll share it in our chat, uh, the two designs. So it's a uh, uh, pre-accident, post-accident. Mm. 
Yeah, on the on the left, ac- uh, pre-accident, on the right, accident. And you can probably tell what I mean by accident. So I got the, uh, her name is Jeanette Leombre. And totally didn't just want to make a, you know, uh, pulp noir series with a uh, female character. That's totally not influenced by my, uh, you know, love for other French characters in anime. Totally not. Hold on, I'm trying to remember her fucking name. Charlotte from Infinite Struggles. What? Jean from Fate. Who? Fuck all those bitches. I got my own Jean. She's even better because it's Jeanette, which is Jeanette, but with French, which makes it even better. Well, I mean, it's more fancy because it's not English. Listen here. Sorry, is it a good VTuber just because she has an accent? Exactly. Listen, bro. It's anything but the vanilla English. The okay, default, it sounds better. The default American yeah. English that everybody is There's born into, yeah. The reason why in all of these fancy smancy RPGs, whether it be D&D, KOTOR, insert all their big, you know, universe stuff, they say common instead of English because guess what? English becomes the most common language that everyone's speaking across the galaxy slash fantasy world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, instead of Je- instead of Jeanette, it's Jeanette. Because it's French. Yes. So uh, I'll be chipping away at that. I'm getting uh, now that I got her and her character design and, you know, her entire character sheet. All I'm thinking is shit. uh, I'm going to pin everything that I got going on right now. It is going to get done first and then I'll work on some other stuff. Uh, I am chipping away at uh, some tokusatsu shows because I'm actually looking forward to the tokusatsu episode, which is coming, guys. Don't worry. It's coming. Uh, I'm checking out Ultraman Blazar. And oh boy, is that such a fun show! Like legit, I the pacing is great. The balance of comedy and seriousness is fantastic. The only thing that it kind of bugs me is we're not getting a lot of the titular Ultraman Blazar himself mm-hmm. because you know he shows up, does this thing, and then fucks off. Whereas before, uh, you know, you'd at least get more of the Ultraman. But I, I guess this time they're gonna try and keep it less because. In this one, Ultraman is more like a like a caveman type deal mm-hmm. instead of more like I guess smart. It's the he, the easiest way to put it. Because I like Ultraman seasons where the Ultraman have their own personalities instead of you know kind of sneak peek to that uh, Tokusatsu episode. Some Ultraman are literally just the main character, right? Like oh, I transform into this giant, and then the personality of the giant is me. Whereas in some series. The Ultramen have their own distinct personalities and they're teaming up with the human host. Mm-hmm. And in Blazar, that's the case. Blazar has his own personality. But he's like a caveman. Like when when uh when he, you know, gets tensioned up, he screams at the monster, which is like <laughs> Like you don't speak like proper English. Like all, all all Ultramen have like their grunts, but his grunt is like autistic screaming at the monster. <laughs> so before, you know, you'd have like grunts when they're fighting and stuff. No, nah, Ultraman Blazer just flat out screams at the monster like, yo, bitch, get over here. And they fight. Get over here. And yeah. And what's interesting is he doesn't usually do his normal like, because it's like the Zestium beam. But like, I don't know if you've seen only Ultraman, but have you seen like that pose that some people do with like, it's like a cross and there's like a beam that's supposed to mm. shoot out. Like, he doesn't really do a beam. He literally summons a fucking, like, spear and chucks it at the enemy. So they they, they 
the reason why Blazar became a thing is because Ultraman Trigger and Ultraman Decker weren't like raking in the numbers that they needed slash it weren't well received. So instead of doing new generation Gaia, they just dropped Gaia and made Blazar and said, well, we fell into the trap of we want to do something new, but then immediately started doing the old ways of doing shit. Very, you know, Japanese thing. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, guys, we're going to reboot this franchise. And we're going to do the exact same thing we did pre-reboot. Right. So I'm happy that they realized this. This wasn't a, oh, we're just going to go back to the old formula. It's, no, this is actually trying something new. Like the main character usually is like a member of the team that becomes Ultraman. The main character is the leader of the squad. And the like defense force in this season is brand spanking new. Like they just made it mm. to, to counter Kaiju. So they're learning along the way. You literally see them like do training stuff, which th th that's how you get comedic moments, right? It's like, oh, well, uh, they're literally playing with like miniatures at one point to like to do like strategic battles and whatever. And the guy that's playing the kaiju is like making kaiju noises and whatever. And they're having like, the, the balance of comedy and actual seriousness is great. There's no, OK, this is going to be a comedic episode. I'm going to like you know, turn down my expectations. It's no, you can go from comedy to actual interesting kaiju stuff mm -hmm. pretty well. And I'm legitimately surprised that I'm loving this show as much as I did because episode one was solid, but you know, it was just a mission fighting a kaiju. And then episode two, it's a, it's really awkward. Cause I know we did the pilot uh, episode just previously, but it's so focused on just the kaiju stuff that the team building stuff is literally the next episode. <laughs> So, but luckily you do get, you understand the dynamic that this main character has with the rest of his team. So it's interesting that it still functions really well as a pilot, as your first episode, because you do get a sense of everything. It's just now you're adding the actual team into right. it. Because obviously you're following the main character in his journey with Ultraman. So it's really neat. I'm actually going to grab the background music that they use for the Henshin. And dude, I've been listening to this for like on loop for a while. And this shit's like hype. Wow. Uh, yeah, send me, give me, give me yeah, a quick send me a link. Yeah, here's the. Uh, we'll, we I can think play they a snippet of it in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the this this is the sound that's playing. Oh, hold on. Whoops, no, that, that's not it. No, no, I didn't mean to send it Waifu here. Hold on. Number two. Uh, waifu number two. This fucking guy. No, the. Uh, oops. I did it. I played with your heart. Got lost in the game. Uh, share. I accidentally added it to my watch later list instead of share, but here you go. So I'll I'll let Hero listen to a little snippet of this and see how like hype this is, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll take a snippet of it and play it in here. Three, two, one. Hmm. There's definitely a lot going on for sure. I was expecting uh, something a little more marchy, a little more driven. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, here's uh, the. Uh, have you have you've heard the One Piece uh like battle music that they have? Yeah, yeah. Like the do 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 do. Yeah, like that one is like that's really hype. That really gets me going. Yeah, let me see if I can send you the uh, Ultraman Blazar like, henshin because uh, it's so the Attack on Titan. Yeah, it's such a different take on like. A background music because this is playing when he henshins mm. up 
So let me find a Henshin video because it's actually super cool. Uh, I know a lot of, you know, tokusatsu nowadays are, you know, the, the joke is like, oh, it's like a toy commercial. I mean, it's always been a toy commercial, but now it's uh, like really heavily toy commercial. Like you can't go two minutes without hearing like a jingle or, oh, here's a brand new toy. But in this so far, they've been really restrained. Like I'm five episodes in and there's no new form. Mm. Yeah. Whereas in like any other Ultraman, you've at least gotten like a new form by like episode five or six. Right. So at, at least one new one, like even in Ultraman Z, which is um, like the one that like a lot of people point to as like, if you're going to introduce anyone to Ultraman, give them Z because it's fun. It's great. Even the producers of the of Blazar are like, we're going to make this more like Ultraman Z instead of uh, Decker and Trigger. Mm. So that's great. So here I'm thinking, even in Z, you had Ultraman Z, and in the first episode, you got his alternate form, uh, Ultraman Z Alpha Edge. So he doesn't get, I think he gets Beta Smash in either four or five. Okay. So it's he gets new forms pretty quickly, and then he's you know uses them throughout the series. So he gets his new forms, but, you know, it's like a toolbox instead of, okay, I switch to this one when I want a plot armor, and I switch to this one when I want to shill a toy. Gotcha. Basically. So in Blazar, there's no new, like, you usually get, like, a bunch of, like, jingles and sound effects and all this other shit. This is uh, Blazar's Rise. Hold on. This is episode two. Oh, also, uh, Blazar is being simulcast with a dub. So it has English and Japanese audio tracks. Hmm. Yeah, so here's the Henshin Rise from episode two, I believe. Okay, let me take a look. It's dubbed. Johnny Young Bosch plays the main character. Can you imagine Ichigo henshining up? Right, right. One, boy. That's exactly what he does. He henshins. The effects are pretty good. Damn, dude, knock that fucker out. There goes that whole neighborhood. If you hear that that the the background music plays as soon as like the henshin's really like rubbing up, it's like and then the rise, like okay, I'm gonna bring it up again in the Tokusatsu episode. But every henshin, right? You got uh, Sentai, Kamen Rider, Ultraman, mm -hmm. like as the main TV Toku. Okay, I may be biased. I'm clearly biased, but nothing really compares to the Ultraman Rise. Like, even in this little moment, like, I, I can dig some Kamen Rider ones. The Sentai ones have some pretty good ones. But uh, an, an Ultraman Rise, to me, is, like, the peak hype of Tokusatsu. Where, you know, you got the, you know, especially here. It's so simple. You literally put the gem in, and then it's like, like a little noise. And then, you know, touch the side. Yeah. And then it, it revs up, or kind of revs up. But you see, like, the effect, like, swirling around. And then Ultraman Blazar rises. You know what I wonder? Like, like th this reminds huh. me of uh, like Ben Ten. Is he a Tokusatsu hero? If listen, hero. If we do this, if we're gonna get into this semantics, this is gonna be fucking terrible. Because then we're gonna open up a can of worms, and we already. Do you know how bad this is gonna turn into, hero? You know what war we're about to start. Okay, here, here. here let me ask this: Like, what is Ultraman? Is he like an alien? Yes, he's an right? alien. So, so um, and then we have. Uh, Alien X or uh, Waybig, right? Waybig yeah. looks yeah. like Ultraman, pretty much identically. And Ben uses 
the watch to transform like in the in a similar way that a henshin sequence would be right so right. the act of ben using this catalyst watch in order to transform into Waybig, who is effectively a kaiju ultraman so ben 10 is an ultraman right <laughs> <laughs> he can if you think about it he can change it okay so the uh ultramen aren't actually their name that's just the uh name that humanity has given right. them so and they just own up to it right so originally in the uh 1967 i believe um ultraman they, they just called him ultraman like when he introduces himself like oh i'm an alien from yada yada duh, right and sector go, of space ultraman yeah, basically, yeah. it's like, oh, he's an Ultraman. So basically, uh, they just own up to him. It's like, humanity has given us the name Ultraman. So uh, they originally come from this section of space, and they're from the Land of Light and yada yada. So, I mean, technically, but I don't want to open up semantics because, you know, Tokusatsu, in its definition, specifically states Japanese. And last time someone opened up a can of worms of what really is anime? What really is manga? And yada, yada. You got people shutting down Reddit, uh, Reddit threads and all this other shit. When, uh, what was it? Uh, what was that music video that shut down that, uh, was, uh, not beatless. Um, fuck. I don't know if you remember, but there was a music video that came out that was animated by, I think either studio four C or a one pictures. And basically it was, by Porter Shelter, Robinson. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah, done yeah, by A1 yeah. Pictures. Now, nobody is debating whether or not that's anime because that's anime, right? It was done in Japan it, it by was, Japanese people was, with right. you know, Crunchyroll right. in association. That entire thing, that, that entire debacle shut down that Reddit thread for like, I think a week because so many people were like arguing over it. It was like, guys, it was literally fucking animated by a Japanese studio. It has the same aesthetic. Just because it was a fucking music video doesn't change the fact what it is. Right. Like, they do this shit all the time. Like, Serial Experiments Lane has a, a Dido opening, right? It's like some fucking Europe band in English, right? right? Or, like, Ergo Proxy, same situation, where they have, like, an English opening. Come and save me. Come and save me. It was so fucking weird when I was watching that with a friend of mine, and then English ass opening is playing in my Japanese cartoon. Yeah, I thought when I watched the first episode, I was like, well, hold on a minute, because I had to look around. I was like, what the fuck is playing in the background? And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is from the opening. Or no, no, no. Uh, when I did that, it was uh, Silent Voice. <laughs> Silent Voice's opening is also, it's like a Beck song or something like that. And I didn't uh -huh. expect it to have an opening, so I thought this, like, montage was starting, and at a convenient time, another tab on my computer started playing music, and I, like, oh, clicked wow. out of it. I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from? And then I'm like, wait a minute. And I pause the video, and the music stops. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> right? But, uh... <laughs> No, I, I'll do some research and make sure that I can, like, clearly define what is tokusatsu. Because even toku evolves throughout the, uh, throughout the age. I mean, you had your giant, even, uh, it's like the first time I got into Oroge where someone's telling me, like, oh, well, there's the story game. There's the kami game. There's the you're beating your meat game. There's the moe game. There's, like, different subgenres in Oroge. And I'm like. Bruh, just 
tell me what the fuck I'm playing. Like what? I, I don't need like 90 different tags. Want to here I am just to pay the money so I can play the lewd game. I don't need all these subtypes. Just fucking. Ugh. That, that's why I don't want to open up this can of worms. I mean, but technically, if you really think about it, Ben 10 would be a henshin hero. Right? I'll yield to that. I'll yield to that. Tokusatsu? I don't know, but I'll, I'll yield to henshin hero. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Anyone. That's, that's what I mean. Well, anybody who transformed, right? Like, all Shonen Jump heroes would be henshin heroes, then, right? Because yeah. they all transformed. Yeah, they... Like, Goku, Super Saiyan, whatever. Uh, Ichigo, obviously, uh, his Bankai transforms. Yeah, I, I think we gotta, like, preface that they need the device to change, because that's more of a an inner power type thing. Like, Ben 10 can't, like, turn into the aliens without the Omnitrix. That's true, okay. You know, I you can yield to that. You can't... There's no common Riders without their gear. There's no common Rider without the Rider machine. But what what and would you so define as gear, then, right? Because uh, Ichigo can't go Bankai without his fucking sword, right? But that's his power, though, is the sword. Like, that's his soul reaper form. Like, can he lose some sword? sword? Like, I, I don't know much about Bleach, but can he lose it? Uh, I don't. I believe the only thing he can lose is his powers, because at one point... Oh, wait, never mind, that's filler, so that might not be canon. So I I don't think... He, he needs to lose his powers so he can't use his Bankai mm. anymore, which which is the entire, like, Fullbringer arc, mm. which he's just getting his powers back. Got it. So, so it's pretty he classic. Can't, yeah, classic shonen. Like, Goku going Super Saiyan, I mean, that's just a power-up. Whereas, you know, henshining up. Come on, man, you gotta get the gear, you know? There's no common Rider without the gear. And what about, There's no... let, me, let me ask you this. Is Arknight, or Arkin, it's an Arknight, is Arkin uh, from Unhallowed, my story, is he a henshin hero? Because he can't use his powers without the book. You're really throwing me a fucking curveball <laughs> here. And because you brought up Arknights here, I'm thinking, fuck, I want to play Arknights now, I but I haven't opened the, up that app I've in years. I've been playing it over the last couple of days. I had some pretty cool events going on. Dude, I want to get back into it, but I'm just so burnt out. But I love the lore. Now, Suverse, fuck off. Fucking Arknights is like top tier story writing. I don't need no fucking multiverse bullshit in order to tell a really good I story. I need to go through it at some point and actually go through the story. Because as I'm playing the game, I never want to stop in between matches and like just play a 10 minute like fucking visual novel. I'm like, no, I can't. I want to yeah, take me no. to the fucking uh to the gameplay real quick and then like later on yeah. though, i want to go on go through the whole story and be like okay there are some bomber ass designs in arc knights and all i can say is eat your heart out fate some of these characters are fucking boss some of these characters and... also look fucking weird like there's one that's clearly a different art style feels like it belongs to a completely different game i'm like what the fuck yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes that'll happen but i mean that's just what uh, what happens when you have so many like different aesthetics and people coming in because usually the art aesthetic stays the same even if they have like 30 plus right, artists. They, have a, but they had a leader it, for a long time. I don't know if they still have them, yeah. but uh, yeah, they had somebody that they hired specifically to be like the art lead. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah uh, Ina, for example, she was an Ark Knights artist for a while. Yeah, Jackie is uh, her baby. Yep. And it's great. So, I mean, oh shit. Should we? I mean, actually, never mind. People know who the fuck the, well, the, they the, don't know the, her the, like specific identity. Right. The VTuber the VTuber Fabe, right? Like, oh, you're not supposed to know because they give artists credits. Yeah. Right? Like I know the artist is just a pseudonym for her. But you know, oh, you're not supposed to know that that artist is Ina or some shit. I, I don't know, like VTuber K Fabe. Like there's a VTuber Nagu. that joined one it of my chats. Illustrator Nagu for Jackie. Yeah. yeah, so you know who that illustrator is and you know, oh, that's her. Like she's been to cons as her. Gotcha. So mm. yeah. So, uh, 
you know, you, oh, hey, you might have, if you dug that artist, you probably met Ina before she was uh, Ina, so yay. That's why they've also worked on uh, Girls Frontline and Azure Lane, which are both games that look similar yeah. to Arknights in design. And I always thought about yeah. that. I was like, why do they look so much like Arknights? And it's because yeah, they use similar art teams. Um, do you know about W in that game? No. Okay, so there's this, uh, we call her the cockroach because her horns look like, a, she make her look like a cockroach. And her she has like the two little hair licks. So uh, if you look up W, that design is actually a scrapped design from Girls Frontline. Hmm. It's just the artists decided to reuse that design when they hired it, um, when, when, you know, they were hired to do some Arknights designs. So you can literally point to and say, oh, that's insert uh, Girls Frontline character's sister here. Because it's literally like a scrap design of that character. Mm. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Like, Arknights does a lot of interesting world building stuff. I mean, obviously, some of the events are going to be hit or miss. But the fact that you can, it's one world. And some of the, like, not their world stuff is still done pretty well. Like, when they did the collab with Rainbow Six, yeah, they literally said, do not show anyone how these guns work. Because the way they use guns in that world, it's just their magic. It's just arts, right. right? Like guns in the universe just uses like bullshit magic. But when the Rainbow Six people came in, they literally said, do not show anyone this technology. We don't have this technology here. And this will lead to a lot of problems if, uh, <laughs> if this technology gets right. out. So it's it's a fun thing. I got to get back into Arknights. And uh, obviously uh, off the uh, uh, off the record real quick. You got anything planned for later? Because I might end up splitting this into two parts, so that way we can have an episode when I'm out in France. Uh, yeah, I gotta do chores and stuff. Um, and I didn't really plan on doing a double feature today. It's not a double feature. I'm just seeing how long this episode will go, and then if it's like two and a half hours, I'll just cut it in half, and then I can make it like, oh, this is an update on our week, and then this is update on the project. Well, our week wasn't very long. That was very short, like maybe ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I really I meant to mow the lawn yesterday and I didn't get that done and I need to do it today because yeah. it's getting long and I don't want it to get out of hand. Yeah, last time, the last thing you need is to get a fucking uh, yeah. notice from the damn <sighs> people. That was the intention. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, back on the record. Arknights has a lot of really cool characters. I like all of them are like actual characters. The more you read about them in their file, dude, as soon as Lapland, I don't know if you got her yet, but as soon as Lapland got her fucking English voices, oh my goodness, freaking Italian ass wolf, crazy wolf girl, dude, um, excuse me, um, yes, please, freaking, I, I'll send you a video of Lapland's English voices, like English voice lines, and all I can think is, you know, before I used you because, you know, you were a great, you know, ranged, uh, ranged guard but now i want to use you because oh my goodness i love this crazy italian wolf she's great and the english voices are kind of weird for me i don't know i like i keep it in japanese because every time i switch to english i'm like i don't like that some of them are like clear like eh, they're all right but others are just pure like damn this is pretty good like um i will say that uh exusai the uh the yeah. angel girl with the mm -hmm. machine gun her English lines are kind of meh. I some of them are good, but overall, I'm like, eh, I'm 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 more obviously you're a bit biased too because you know you're just used to the yeah. Japanese. So hearing insert character here for so long in Japanese versus whoever can be pretty biased. But some of them are like, you know what? I can really dig the English voice. This clearly sounds closer to what 
the character should yeah. have been. But I'm not, but I'm not gonna lie. Uh, freaking Christina V as Scotty, freaking bruh. Scotty sounds fucking beautiful no matter what well, language you put her in. What? Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. <laughs> no, I, I love Scotty. She, her, her, and the entire like abyssal uh, storyline was fucking crazy, dude. I don't know if you had a chance to do that event, but freaking Arknights has its own like Cthulhu people, mm. and basically there was an event for the second anniversary that was basically a what if, like, oh, what if uh, these guys took over? Like they're like the way Arknights does the alternate versions of the characters i like way better than in fate because in fate it's like oh i changed my saint graph and now i'm an entirely different character yada yada and bullshit and saberface is already cringe as it is but the way arknights does it is it's either a what if separate timeline because of an event or it's literally the character progressing in their story so i don't know if you got a chance to pull Nyarl, but she her alternate version is the radiant knight because that's literally later in her storyline. Like whenever you have an altar, that's just later in the timeline. That's later mm. in the story. So Amia, kind of spoilers if you haven't gotten it to it yet, but she has an alternate form later. But you only get that form when you pass that point in the story. So it's not like fate. So where you can literally have here's seven different versions of Artoria. Be and they can be different because different timelines. Whereas in Arknights, you have... Uh, Amia, and then you swap her to her other form when you get to that point in mm. the story. You could choose to swap back and forth. I kind of wish they kept it that way instead of here's an entirely other character that you can pull because you can have like two versions of Chen in the same right. team. And I'm like, eh, I don't really like that as much. I, I come on, Arknights. I want to, I want to have you win over FGO. Come on, don't don't give them ammo to use against you. Fuck that trash game. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I, no, I am super biased against the Nasuverse. Fuck that. Uh, Arknights, I'm really digging. Um, I'm actually playing Eden's Ritter a lot recently. Obviously, I'm only playing it because it's a porn gotcha game. But I mean, I, doing dark fantasy in an interesting way, I can dig it. Obviously, most of the dark fantasy is just a reason for them to get looted. But I mean, hey, you want to know what? I'll take that over Goblin Slayer. Because yeah. at least, you know, it's... It has more of a in-story reason why it's happened instead of, oh, the goblins like to just R-word people. And uh, where did they come from? Eh, fuck if I know. Somewhere. They came from they the came moon. From somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah. And so, oh, man. Pretty good update. Uh, We'll give one more update later, see where we go before we uh kick it back into gear, because I know we got a bunch of other shit, because I know I basically took over this episode with my bullshit oh, at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, next week, next or next time that we have an episode, whenever we record that, um, we yeah. will. Uh, I guess it'll be a week, right? Because we have enough of a buffer to cover you going yeah. to France. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, next week we'll have to sit down and actually talk about your projects because it's been so long since we've done that. Yeah. That yeah. next oh, week, like that's the whole point of this next podcast, week. right? Is for you to be able to do your yeah. thing and me for able to do my thing, but we aren't doing that. And and. and yeah, right. Oh, we're talking about this. We're talking about that. And then it turns out, wait, you haven't. Uh, what about your own projects? Uh, yeah. To be determined. <laughs> uh, no, I will. Thankfully, I, I, I've managed some stuff out. So uh, after this, 
I'll finally sit down and get a chance to do all my dailies and boom, sit down, check out what I got for, you know, my short story. And I want to have this done at least either before I leave for France or at least as soon as I come back, I'll have enough to have V1 Mm. because, but the problem is this week I'm closing. So for the past, it's either I've needed to stay late or I'm closing. So I got to show up at 2.30, and I'm not leaving until 1.30 in the morning. That's his favorite time. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of really bad, uh, a lot of really bad uh, uh, shenanigans happening at work. So, And what sucks more is this week, because my other coworker is on break, I'm going to be with a coworker that it definitely enjoys to show up early and leave early. Mm. So he's going to show up probably at like not 2.30, like his allotted time, and leave by 10. Damn. Like I get it. Yeah, sure. yeah, I get it. Sure, you're an older gentleman, but uh, yeah, no, you're supposed to be here until at least twelve thirty, so you can help me manage the machine, yeah. manage the plant, because you can't really leave the apprentice by themselves. At least you're not supposed to. So, at least you're not supposed to. But eh, we'll see what's going on. But uh, besides from that, any closing words, hero? Um, no. Bye. Have a wonderful time. No, no, no. You want to what? For this one, hopefully it doesn't get copyright struck. I'm going to use the fucking high-pass Ultraman music for this.